Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about turning into uh, turning a hateful mailer response into a seven-digit real estate deal. Which happens all the time, by the way. Yeah. Isn't that kind of funny? You know, is it interesting? It really depends on how you look at these. Like, we are doing um, some deals with a certain... I know we're going to talk about later this week, too. There's a... There's a um, we have many partners out there, not just our partners, but we partner with other people and do deals with them, um, usually through deal funding, but sometimes other ways. But the point is this other individual thinks like we think, where he's like, I'm not afraid of hate, what's so bad? He's like, we call it the hate, it's not that big of a deal. It's just, it's really how you look at it. It's, it's a, it was a, it was a, not a hell, hell yes response. That's kind of an it. Like it was a no way response, and then we turn it around. Here's the typical uh, anatomy of responses that you get to a mailer. So you send out ten thousand units. You do all your homework. You price it right. You do the stuff that we teach in Land Academy three You send a mailer out, and there, and you wait two weeks for the mail to hit between one and two weeks, and you start to get in the beginning some pretty angry people that immediately open the envelope they're real unhappy with the price or some version of it and they called it which i don't understand but they call and tell you about it right as they're walking (laughs) you can tell they are literally walking with the letter in their hand back from their mailbox (laughs) it's the funniest thing and so but that's you know and then as the mailer progresses so that's the first week As the mailer progresses, you get a, there's a little bit of a quiet period where some people call back and say, "Yeah, I actually really do want to send my uh, I, I do want to sell my property too, and um, maybe uh, for a different price, but we're in the ballpark." Right. And then the third and final phase of, of the reception of the mailer is back to uh, the sender, which is us. Yeah. I think uh, I'm just going to, what do I do next? I do want to sell my property. I talked to my husband or I talked to my wife and that's it. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. So you get all that angry stuff up front. Then there's some mediocre negotiation. And then at the end, you just buy a bunch of real estate. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if you do everything right. This is, this, Julie has a real specific case study on on this uh, episode Mm -hmm. where she, she's going to take us step by step through what happened with this particular seller. And now we're doing the deal. Cool. Before we uh, get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And I hope you can now log on to parcelfact.com and see all the improvements that we made in combining uh, two separate sites that we had where you can do phase one due diligence. It's all now in a nifty little package. Uh, and honestly, it's I don't have to manage two sites anymore. I only have to manage Isn't one nice? great one. Exactly. Check it out. Parcel fact, F-A-C-T dot com. I, I like to say uh, the test worked. <laughs> <laughs> we did a split test and we, we decided they're better so together. We picked the best one. Exactly. It's great. <laughs> Aaron wrote, I'm double closing on a rural 10 acre property in blank state. Is there any reason I should pay for title insurance? It's a simultaneous close. So I won't own it for any period of time. And the end buyer will be getting title insurance. I'm guessing at a later date. I figured I could save a few bucks, but not sure if that may expose me to something. For example, if there's a claim on the end, the buyer's policy, might the title company come after me down the road? No. Thank you. This is a double close. So there's two ways to do what we do. Here's the right way. I'm not sure Aaron's doing it the right way, but here's the right way. You find a seller 
and you buy their piece of real estate and everybody negotiates the deal, it's $35,000. Uh, the only reason we would ever buy a piece of property at $35,000 is we know we can sell it for 70 or 80 really quickly. So we buy it and we own it and we get title insurance and we go through and you know, it would be just as if we bought a house and lived there for 30 years. But that that's not the case with what we do. We buy it, we own it, we get title insurance. Hopefully we only own it for a week. Then we immediately post it on the internet or call one of our uh, potential buyers and then they buy it from us. Very, very straightforward. And they, also, they consequently get a title insurance policy when they're done and they own it. And everybody goes on their merry way. This double closing business that Aaron is talking about is this. I find a piece of property for $35,000. I know I can sell it for $70,000. Well, why would I buy it then? Why don't I just uh, wholesale it? In air quotes. Assign it. Assign it or wholesale it, sure. And so all I'm doing is I, I have a contract that says I can buy this property for $35,000. I hand the contract to Jill and she buys it for $70,000. She writes her name in instead of mine. I never bought it. I just mm -hmm. signed the contract to her. I so in the chain of title, I'm not there. There's no reason I would need title insurance in, for that case. Mm -hmm. It's really one transaction. I'm just getting, it's, I'm getting yeah, it's a one fee. Of two. I'm just kind of getting a, uh, it's like a commission. It'd be like, a, it's kind of like I'm getting a commission like I'm a, like a um, real estate broker kind of thing. Well, Jack, just why would everybody do that? in the middle. It sounds glorious. I don't have to come up with the $35,000. I don't have to do two trans... Uh, I only have to do one transaction, right. not two. Why do you guys do it this way? Why do you actually own the property? Because I don't want anything to go wrong. Because it's a great deal. And, because and I gonna, believe in it. And it's um, the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. So many things... I just talked to somebody about this the other day, about all the possible things that can go bad doing assignments. One... It's unfortunately, it's giving wholesaling a bad rap and a bad name anymore. People are like, yeah, you're not even really going to buy it. You don't even believe in it. Number one, you know, and maybe you don't. And maybe that's why you're doing it too. Maybe you don't believe in the property. We do. My whole point is I believe in the property. If I didn't believe in the property, I wouldn't be doing this. And I either have the money myself to buy it, or I have someone in my back pocket who can fund the deal like us. So the money is in there and I, and I really buy it and I own it. And now I turn around and now I sell it. I have a hundred percent control over this transaction. If I didn't do this, I'm really opening myself up to people changing their mind, people getting mad, people going dark. You know, you could have this assignment with a 90 day close, right? And be running around trying to shop for this. And then you find a buyer, you're all excited. You call the title company and the title company turns around and said, oh no, Mr. Jones said he's not selling now. His brother wanted it. That could happen. You snooze, All you these lose things, kind of things have happened. So many things can go wrong. All these things have happened to us yeah. and and our members in the way past, and that's why we're all here now doing it yeah. this way. It just was in the at the end of the day. I just don't feel right it's about sneaky. it. Sneaky. I know. If you really believe in it, buy it. It's okay. not a finder's fee. I understand a finder's fee. I'm gonna. I found this property. Uh, right. I'm gonna buy it for thirty five thousand dollars. I I have a guy who spends regularly spends uh, seventy thousand on him. I'm going to charge him 5,000 bucks to turn a deal over. Right. I get that. Right. And everybody else does too. So now he's buying it for 40,000 instead of 70 and I'm because I'm an expert locator. Right. I get all that. That's a separate kind of thing. That's true. Thank you. Today's topic turning a hateful mailer response into a seven-digit deal by Jill. This is why you're listening. <laughs> 
here's the case study. <laughs> so yeah, mail went out. Uh, this gentleman emailed back. It was about, I'm gonna say a week, it's probably a week after the mail hit. And obviously thought about it and emailed me back. It was pretty much, it was interesting, you know, emailed me back pretty much like, you know, thank you for your offer, not happening. This is not at all what I would sell this for. Have a nice day. There wasn't any real like mad I offended him. And even if there are, you know, it, there was a little something there like, you must be nuts. This is not the price I'm gonna take. If you look, this is, I paid a whole lot more for this kind of thing, which the person did in 2005, by the way. So uh, anyway, I, I always see those as there's a potential. I really want you to try to learn out of this. This is a couple takeaways. Takeaway number one is there might be something there when people write you back like this or call you back. Your job is to find out, dig just a little bit. So I very nice, I didn't have a phone number. I didn't have any other way to reach this person. So I emailed back just a nice little, hey, thanks for letting me know. Uh, by the way, now that we all, now I know you do want to sell. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to insult you or, you know, with this price, what is the number that you would be, you know, happy to walk away from keeping in mind, you know, who we are, what we do kind of thing. So the guy wrote me back and we arranged a phone call. And this was so funny. So this was on like a, let's say on a Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, we're emailing back. Friday, we decide let's talk next week. Let's talk on the phone. And, and I, cause I want to get to know this guy and I got something there. I've had some time to look at this. It's actually a big property. It's over 150 acres. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and it's awesome. My, our price, our original offer price was around a thousand dollars an acre. Uh, that's what we came out of the gate with. And I knew he wanted more. I also looked up and saw, and I did some digging, got with my team, got a hold of the vesting deed. This guy paid like. I want to say over twenty thousand mm -hmm. dollars an acre. Not kidding, because he paid post to three million dollars for this property back in '05, and it was it was during a time. I don't know if you guys remember, right? '05 things were going up, it all came crashing down. You know, seven, eight, nine things reset in a big way in a lot of places in this country. So anyway, then we as we're as we're communicating, I find out his here's my number. And it's in England. I'm like, okay. So we arranged to talk that next Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was. I'm like, sure, I'll call you. Anyway, I call him. And of course, too, I'm calling him. I'm leaving a voicemail. It's We're having internet issues. He's on a tiny island in Scotland <laughs> to add to oh, So that's where he is. He's like, so he, he, he emails me back and says, I, I saw the missed call. I don't have great cell service, but I do have good Wi-Fi. Do you have WhatsApp? I'm like, and I had it on my phone. I'm like, give me a minute. So I quickly load WhatsApp right back on my phone so I can call, I'm like, let's go. So so I call him. This, this is stuff too. Okay, takeaway number two, <laughs> don't give up. Work with these people. I'm like, hey, I can talk to you on WhatsApp. I'm like, that was brilliant. He thought of that. I'm like, done. So I put I put the app back on my phone so I can call this guy. So I call him and we just, you know, really nice gentleman. And he was like, look, I know I'm taking a hit. Um, I, I really, and I, and I did, like I said, I did my homework going into it. So I knew he was not fibbing here. He paid a whole lot more for this when he bought the property. 
And he said, look, I own a manufacturing company. I make the rubber stuff for kids' playgrounds. I happen to be in another part of the state back in the day when I spent the $3 million on this property. I know I'm not going to get that out of it, but I'm also not hurting for money. So I take $3,000. That's a perfect seller then. Oh, yeah. He's like, but I would take three. I'll t- I'm going to take a hit. Just not that low of a hit. And he's like, I would be okay with $3,000 an acre to walk away from. And so I said, well, give me 24 hours. Let me see what I can do. So I went back, showed it to you. We talked about it. I'm in love with this deal. I know. Money-wise and real estate-wise. Can we make 3,000 work? seller-wise and all that. Can we make 3,000 work? I kind of knew I could going into it, but... I, I, there's a there's a reason takeaway number three <laughs> even if I know right now in my head I have a number that I could make work and that's it I still want him to think that I'm spending a lot of time on this yeah. more time on this and only on his deal so I said let's talk tomorrow you better so we hang up call him back tomorrow we make a time and a and a you know to talk again call him back and and I and I talked to him I still I and I still said I was still not, you know, sure I could make it work, but is it better? I, I tried to meet in the middle. That's really where I came at it. I said, can we meet in the middle? So anyway, cause that does work. It doesn't hurt to ask. Don't be snotty about it, but just go for it. Uh, Takeaway number four. <laughs> so he's like, no, I, I really can't. He, that is my bottom number. I all too have put a lot of t- thought into this. And I said, okay. Um, let me get back to you. And I didn't even say yes at that point. Hung up. And I'm like, all right, I couldn't get my meat in the middle, which would be like three, three hundred something thousand dollars. So he's he's on his his four fifty, roughly, uh, an acre. Or four fifty total, four hundred fifty thousand dollars total dollars. So at three thousand an acre. So I'm like, all right. So I go back to you. You know, we are actually had your answer. So I'm like, now I'm putting it into play. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's get a signed purchase agreement. Again, he's on the, I said, can you scan this out and, and, uh, you know, cross off your number, cross off the original number, write in the new number we just talked about. I emailed him and just sent it back to me. He's like, I don't have a printer. I said, not to worry. Give me 10 minutes. You're going to have a docu sign which we did, which he happily did. So I'm I'm solving, we're solving problems together here. That's what we're doing. And he did it in, in minutes. And next thing I do is like, all right, now we're going to find a broker real quick. And this is a big enough property. Come on, it's 150 acres and I'm spending $450,000 on it. This is nothing to sneeze at. And it's my money, by the way. We're not, this is not, I'm not getting money from somebody else to fund my deal. This is our, our transaction. So I'm um, now, this is where I'm at right now today. By the time we're done recording these shows, I will, ha- I will probably have an answer from this broker. I got an initial uh, comps from the broker within two hours of the phone call. We have a good guy that we just found in this area now that we really like, who's professional, older, owns property in the area, knows what he's doing. He's already listing a couple of other properties yeah. for us right now. So anyway, I got the I got the initial thing back. I've got the signed purchase agreement. I'm not opening escrow just yet because I don't want to just to triple check, make sure before I plop down that money that we're all seeing what we think we're we're seeing here. It's zoned 
it could it's it's uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it could be ag, it could be residential. It's kind of in the middle. Well, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen with the property okay. is being farmed on three sides by separate farming companies. Right. It is uh, zoned agriculture, but it has wa- entire and complete water rights that come with it. And the water is being welled uh, by the adjacent farming operations. So that's like no improvements are required. It just needs to be cleared right. uh, to go into immediate farming, which is what will probably happen with this, whoever buys it. But what I love about this deal, and I'm not the only one looking at this area uh, like this, is that it is right on the fringe of huge growth and I how do I know that not because I lived here forever not because it's not uh, in our state yeah I mean it's not even in our yeah not because I lived here forever or there forever not because uh, uh, it's all because of data Mm-hmm. I can see I can see exactly what the days on market are and, and analyze it. So it could be in any state. Right. I can see where that, you know, I don't want to use the know. word growth path, but it's it's in an area that is rapidly. You can you can see all the new uh, subdivisions that are going in on the fringe of what's happening. So right. it, it's um, and everybody else knows that everybody knows what's coming in the area where everybody knows where the new Amazon is going to get plopped down. Everybody knows the new mall that's being built or, you know, fill in the blank kind of thing. What I was going to say to you, um, this came up in conversation the other day. Someone said, did you mail Scotland? Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> by the way, no, I did not mail Scotland. What was interesting. So he, this guy, he's professional, he's business, you know, big business. He's probably got a branch here, but I, the letter I believe went through his attorney who, is in the United States, and then the attorney forwarded the letter to him. If you own real estate, you have a mailing address because that's where the tax bills go. Mm-hmm. That's where we mail these letters to so mm-hmm. the tax, the, the the notice of record. Right. Some people, I wouldn't have done Scotland. I wouldn't mail in Scotland. Some people have uh, statutory agents. Some people get the mail right. uh, at their own PO box or you know wherever the tax bills go. So we have a system like that. Jill and I have had the same mailbox since the early 90s and so wherever we are in the entire country we have people that are local here that manage that and get whatever mail comes to us Mm -hmm. to us physically right and we're buds now by the way fifth takeaway we 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 didn't talk very much we just had like that but that first initial conversation was pleasant and professional and and we it, it was easy for me to establish trust for whatever reason. I, you guys just got it. It we, just clicked. It did. It clicked. I understood it. He's a he willing was. seller. That's And you're a willing buyer. Yeah. That's a lot of it. He's professional. I'm professional. All we had to do was agree on a number. That's it. So long story short, it's 150 plus acres. Buy for 3,000, probably sell for, end up. Oh, uh, yeah. Six or eight. Between Those are the six initial and 8, An acre. So yeah. that's going to be at least double our money. I'm good with that. Probably more totally good with that i'll know more in a couple hours (laughs) happy you could join us today five days a week you can find us here on the land academy show now the episode on the land academy show is called how jill and i take on other partners for very specific deals you are not alone in your real estate ambition that's a good deal that's gonna that'll uh, cap us off for my um financial goals if we get it done in this year 2022 that'll by the way, we'll accomplish it. I'd be very happy just doing one of those a month. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. sure a lot of people here would do too. Let's see, Jill. I do one deal a month. I net $400,000. Yep, that works. So you net four, and then you do that 
12 times. Well, it's hard. This is you're like, well, five million dollars. Well, shoot, I can do two a deal then, or two yeah. a year, two a month then. It's not that hard. Nope, you're right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. By the way, speaking of all these big numbers and all these big deals, Jack and I are aware that not a lot of you have a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know, lying around to fund deals like this one. But don't worry. We do, and there's so many people in our community that do. So check out landfunding.com or go to our website, landinvestors.com, which is our a version of our online community. And at the top, you'll see a, a little arrow that says deal funding, and that shows you where to submit it, what information we need, and we'll get some eyes on it, maybe with your bank. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration. It's by Undervalued Property.